R&B, hip-hop status, true more or less, jazz classical type hits, that's the side effect, yeah, but internationally loan to play the best hits, independent radio spins, non-politic, filled with all types of advice, inspiration through the daily crew that bring moves, pumping straight flavor, Nicki Minaj and a Teddy Rally, so grab your champagne and vibe, meet you in the lobby, side effects of core groupers, radio blast rise, from Monday to Wednesday, Thursday to Friday, 7 p.m. So keep it tuned on the fly day The side effect way you're the highway 30 minute in they cool Wednesday That's Jag on the airway still The side effect way you're the highway Call 323-784-9635 We live in effect with the side side radio What up y'all? It's comedian Rodney Perry And you listen to the Pretty 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 Fire Radio Show Radio Show Radio Show Fire, you off the chain baby Hello world, welcome to another edition of the Psy Effect Radio Show. I am Psy, your host. I want to thank you all for tuning in tonight. I do appreciate you. I know you could have been anywhere else in the world, but you chose to hang out with me. And for that, I thank you. If you're on Instagram and Twitter, follow me at I am Psy. Also go to Facebook and like the Psy Effect on Facebook by going to www.facebook.com forward slash the Psy Effect. Tonight's special guest is Ricky Williams. Ricky Williams is a former American football running back who played 11 seasons in the National Football League and one season in the Canadian Football League. He played college football for the University of Texas where he was a two-time All-American and won the Heisman Trophy. He was drafted by the New Orleans Saints fifth overall in the 1999 NFL Draft and spent three seasons with the team before he was traded to the Miami Dolphins in 2002. He played for the Dolphins for three seasons and retired for the first time from football in 2004. He played for the Toronto Argonauts in 2006. He later rejoined the Dolphins in 2007 and played with them until 2010 and spent 2011 season with the Baltimore Ravens. And tonight, Ricky Williams is on the Sly Effect Radio Show. So don't go nowhere because I'll be right back with Ricky right after this. Attention all aspiring comedians. Do you think you're funny? Do you have what it takes to be a comedian? Come out to the Green Room Actors Lounge, 25D Bennett Street, Atlanta, Georgia, 30309, and attend the Never Deny Improv class with comedian actor Mr. Rodney Perry. Every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time. For more information, go to RodneyPerry.com or TheGreenRoomActorsLounge.com. See you there. Hey, this is John Witherspoon. Bang, 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 bang. Don't nobody go to the bathroom for the next 35 or 45 minutes. Yeah, boy. You're listening to the Sci Effect Radio Show. Welcome to the Sci Effect Radio Show. The legendary Ricky Williams. Welcome, Ricky. Hello. Do you feel like your name should be synonymous with the word legendary because you're so young? You know, that's a... That's a great question, and uh, and I think if you look at the root of the word legendary, it's the word legend, and you know everywhere I've been, there's somehow there, there tends to be there tends to be a legend that follows me, so therefore it would make sense that I would be legendary. Okay, all right. Now you've moved on to the next chapter of your life. How has life after playing professional football been for you so far? 
you know, it, it's been it's been so incredible and so amazing, and um, yeah, I'm really enjoying myself. I mean, you know, it's just just the idea or the sense that there's something beyond football when football was so amazing, mm-hmm. and and you know, gave me so many opportunities to do some amazing things, and my life just keeps expanding. So it's a great it was a great platform for me, and uh, and I've just taken off. Has it been difficult for you, or shall I say, was it difficult for you transitioning from football to not sure where what you're going to do next? Was that a difficult thing? Because I know a lot of um, retired NFL players, basketball players, athletes, period, sometimes struggle with the what next. Yeah, I mean, I was on what next, like, uh, you know, eight years ago. So, uh, I had my what next before I actually even retired, and I just was, you know. So what I learned is, because when I was young, you know, I would spend the off season just partying or hanging out and and doing training. And then as I got, uh, when I retired in 2004, I came back and I had a sense that there's other things outside of football that I enjoy. And so I would spend the off season, you know, traveling around the world, taking classes, and doing the things that I enjoy. And so I, I really did, I went to massage therapy school. I was taking classes in university. So I just was working on stuff that I that I liked. And so by the time I I retired, I had other skills. And so it was easy for me to make the transition. And I think a lot of football players, because they played football their whole life, they don't really have a lot of skills to do anything else successfully. And then it becomes frustrating because they're so used to having so much success in, in everything they do. You're also a yogi. Can you explain to us what exactly a yogi is? Well, you know what? Well, basically, um, okay, so when people talk about yoga in the United States and in the, the West, you know, usually it's, it's looked at as an exercise, and now it's, it's even more has a spiritual connection. But, you know, when I went to yoga, it wasn't through the popular route. I just kind of fell, fell upon it. And then I, I, I knew I was in India visiting Hindu temples. And so when, when people talk about yoga, most people don't talk about it the same way that I talk about it because I have a slightly different experience than most people have with yoga. Okay. Um, and so, so to answer your question, uh, a yogi is someone who seeks for uh, what's true. And what has your experience been as a yogi? Well, it's, I mean, it's really been an acknowledgement of what I've been my whole life, and that's looking for what's true. And, and you know, a yogi goes through all these different things, you know, whether it's yoga poses or meditation or, you know, different feats that they accomplish, they they do that in order to, to show how powerful they are, you know? And yeah. so, you know, for me, I've always enjoyed being really good at what I did. And so I was always striving to be better. And and really that's what's true is that we are all striving to be better. And for me, when I really tap into that and tune into that, you know, life gets really fun, really interesting, really productive, really dynamic, really just quite amazing. What started you on the path of consciousness? You know, what, what started your path? You know, when I was born, you know, I just, I just came into the world like curious, mm-hmm. and, and so, you know, and uh, and as I got older and I started to acknowledge that's what I was doing, then it it started to occur more often. And now, you know, I acknowledge that that's that's all that I'm here to do is to 
be curious and create something different. And so that's what I spend all my time and energy doing. Now, I didn't know you had a twin sister. Yeah, I have a twin sister. I sure do. What was that like growing up with a twin? You know, you know, it's really rare in life that you meet truly, truly amazing people. Mm-hmm. And, to, and to have one as a twin sister, I just, um, it was just really a blessing. I mean, she's, she's one of the most amazing people that I, that I know. And I'm not just saying that because she's my sister, because she really, she really is. How are you both different? I mean, we're different. We're different in so many different ways. I mean, you know, first of all, if she's a she's a woman and I'm a man. So, <laughs> right. So Obvious, that creates, right. <laughs> yeah, that creates a lot of difference. And you know, it, it, and like the kind of woman she is is so different from the kind of man I am. You know, like she, like she got married. I think she was 29 or 30, and she was a virgin until she got married. Wow. And you know, me, I'm kind of I tend to be closer to the opposite. You know? Right. <laughs> Like, I lost my virginity when I was 15, you know, so right. that's like half. You know, she waited <laughs> twice as long as I did. So it's not like she didn't have an opportunity because she's, she's beautiful and she's kind, you know? Yeah, yeah. Cassie is her name, right? Cassie, yeah, Cassie. Yeah, and she is very indeed beautiful. Indeed she is. Yeah. And now, she's successful, too. It's really, she's successful and mm-hmm. she does it, like, without stepping on anyone, and she's so kind. And so it just shows you that, you know, you can be kind and successful because she, she really is. What is love to you? Uh, it's gratitude. Do you have any regrets? Uh, I don't even know what a regret means. I don't even know what that means. I hear people talk about it, but I don't, it doesn't make sense to me. Why is that? Explain that to me. Uh, well, it, it's like you're asking me to explain it to you, but I'm asking you to explain it to you. <laughs> I don't know what a regret is. So, <laughs> like, if you know, if you could have done something over differently that you've um, me, but, in your but, past. But, but to me, everything I chose, I chose because that's what I wanted to choose. And right. so, why would I ever want to change it? I agree. <laughs> Makes sense. What is your day to day like? What do you do? What is, what is a basic day with you? Like there's no, there's really not so no such thing as a basic day for me. Mhm. I mean, it's every day is every day is unique and different, and some days sometimes look similar, but things are changing so rapidly. There's not really a basic day. Okay. There's there's usually a beginning, a middle, and an end. That's one thing that has been consistent. I can say, yeah. You know, since I've known of you. From the media, of course. I don't know you personally. I know of you from the media, interviews, watching you play football. You you seem pretty transparent. Have you always been that way? Mm, you know, I I was. I was when I was in college. And then um, when I got to the NFL and I started uh, dealing with the media, I was. What do you dislike or like most about the media? Uh, well, I like what the media uh, what it, what it's supposed to represent. You know, is a is media as a medium for everyone to to be connected. It, that's and that's what it is. I mean, if I was if I owned a media company, I probably would do things different. Mm-hmm. I would you know I would more play with people instead of cater to people. Right. But that's just me. Out of all the teams you've played for, which team you enjoy the most and why? You know, I enjoyed all of them, and they're exactly what I was asking for at those periods in my life. And so 
you know, it's difficult to rank them because in that moment, it was exactly what I was asking for. You're an advocate for holistic medication. Tell me, what are your thoughts about holistic medication versus prescribed medications? Uh, You know, I don't really think it's the actual chemicals or the actual chemistry. I think it's more of the the points of views that we have about our bodies. Um, I think that's that's you know that's really what it is, now, and I, I you know I, I think well yeah I mean go ahead, go ahead. so holistic I mean when people talk about holistic it tends to bring up a lot of judgment, which the energy of it is similar to medication, um, you know I look at bodies differently or different than most people do, and so it's you know when I talk holistic it's a lot of times I can speak their language but they really can't hear mine and so. Mm-hmm. Explain to me how you look at bodies different than other people do. I'm interested in that. Okay, so for the first thing is most people think that they are their body, um, and they have, yeah. And so for me, uh, I know that I'm not my body. You know, my body is a sensorial organism that is giving me information about what is going on around me. Now, I hear that you are collegiate coach now. Tell us about that. Uh, yeah. Our season just ended uh, with coaching running backs at the University of the Incarnate Word in San Antonio, Texas, FCS, which is Division One AA team. It's a five-year program, so it's new new to football. Um, and we just jumped to, to a higher level, and so it's really building a program kind of from the bottom up. So it was fun work. I had worked with three freshman running backs, uh, and we had a good time. You know, I got to teach them what I know about football. And I got to watch them grow and mature. Being around, awesome. you know, 18-year-olds keeps keeps me young. I, I can imagine. What what were their um, receptions of you? How were they reacting when they saw you uh, coming on to coach them? Well, you know, I'm sure, you know, they were curious. And at the same time, you know, as kids do, they'll jump to conclusions. But for the most part, you know, I just was myself. And they saw that I just was going to be me and that they could be themselves and I wouldn't judge them or yell at them or make them wrong for anything they did or said, and they they could be themselves around me. And you know, to me, that's the gift that I am to to everyone. Right. And it's and it's really amazing to be around people that are willing to receive that gift. And usually, you know, eighteen, nineteen year old kids, at least the kids I worked with, they really appreciated it. So we got along great, and we had a lot of fun. What did you like most about being on the other side coaching? Well, the thing I enjoy most is, it's, um, you know, when you're a player, or all the places I play, there's this, these strict rules about how, you know, how things are supposed to be done. And just as a coach, you know, you kind of make the strict rules, so it's kind of funny, and you don't really have to live by the strict rules. So it's more fun because you have more control. Okay. So now that you are retired, a lot of people want to know, do you still watch the game of football? I mean, you know, so on the weekends I do I do TV for Longhorn Network that covers the University of Texas football, and so I watch football to prepare for that show. Okay. Um, and, I, I mean, I, I probably wouldn't haven't sat through a whole football game. I mean, not saying that I wouldn't, and I wouldn't enjoy it. I just am kind of busy. But if it's on, I'll watch it for a little bit. Do you have any favorite teams that you like to watch, or you just kind of watch what's on? Well, I, I like to watch good teams. and I mean, in the NFL, it's really like it's about the system, and when you have the system working, it's really a beautiful thing. You know, all the different pieces moving together, 
And watching a team that's clicking like that, either on offense or defense, that's always fun to watch. Now, you are also working on some other things, I was told. I know you have Ricky Foundation, Ricky Kids, your foundation. Tell us about that. I started a, a charitable foundation uh, a long time ago, and we, you know, do fun stuff with kids. We empower kids, you know. And we did a we did a class. I called it a life skills boot camp. We just messed around and ended up getting the footage to uh, make a documentary. And so we yeah. sent the documentary to Sundance, and uh, you know we're going to see how that goes. Read any good books lately? What books do you have? Have you been reading? Uh, uh, well, yeah, I've been reading some really good books. The last, the last really good book I've been reading is called A Penny Capitalist. And what is that about? Uh, it's about money. It's really a, a really good introductory to people to, to get a sense of really of how money works. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, to me, you know, like consciousness, you know, includes everything and judges nothing. And so it's where you want, like for me, I'm willing to be aware of everything. And so, you know, increasing my awareness around what money is, it's uh, been interesting. And it's been really fun. And, and what I've realized is money is not what we think it is. It's actually something quite different. Are you a fan of social network? I see you're active on Twitter. I have fun with it. I mean, I have fun with it. I mean, it's, it's for me, it's just like a it's just a place to experiment with things, and so that's what I use it for. And uh, I have fun with it. Now, when everything, when all is said and done, what would you like your legacy to be? That's a good question. Uh, I would like my legacy to be that people um, people's lives are bigger and better, and they're happier. And I had something to do with that. Beautiful. What advice would you give to those kids that are following your footsteps and um, want to become a professional athlete and they're, you know, in elementary, junior high, and high school? What would you tell those uh, kids? Uh, oh, here's what I would tell them, okay? I would say, you know what, sports, sports, especially game of football, but really all sports, it's, it's really a, like a training. It's really a training ground to train people um, with all the necessary tools and skills they need to be successful in life. And you know that that the dream of being a professional athlete, the way I look at it, is really kind of an implant or something that's been given to us with the purpose of motivating us or inspiring us to train well. You know, and uh, and one of the things I've noticed with a lot of athletes especially, you know, in college, if they've been athletes their whole life and, and then they, you know, the next step to the NFL, a lot of people don't make the leap. And so they, and some people are like, are kind of in limbo and they're lingering and they have this question of, am I done playing football for the rest of my life or am I going to play? Right. And yeah, so you, you get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. What are some of your favorite quotes? My favorite quotes? Mm. Uh... I wouldn't say I like I'm a quote person mm-hmm. because quotes are so usually quotes are very um static. They're not they're not very dynamic. They're not uh they don't have a lot of uh they're just stuck, you know? For me I, I really like questions because questions questions invite more. They're, you know, every time you ask a, the same question you can get a different awareness. This is true. And so questions are so are so alive. So what are some of my favorite questions? Okay, thank you for asking. Yep, there so, you go. <laughs> you beat me to it. <laughs> yeah. So my favorite question.
question now probably is, how does it get any better than this? How would you answer that? Uh, well, you wouldn't answer. You wouldn't answer it. You just would ask it because it's it's really a fun thing to ask for. Because mm-hmm. when you know when you're having a rough day, instead of going to how rough your day is, you go to the question of how's it any better than this. And then so it gives you the awareness of, wow, it does get better. And you start to look for all the ways that it will and it can and it does. And when things are going really amazing, you know, usually when things are going amazing, we start to doubt that it's going to last long. But if instead of doubting, you ask, how does it get any better, then things can continue to expand. Yeah, it's much more fun. Well, Mr. Williams, thank you so much. Thank you so much for your time and coming on the Sci-Effect Radio Show. I thank you. I thank you for that. I thank you for your positive energy. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah, and thank you. This was a really fun interview. Thank you all for hanging out with me on the Sci Effect Radio Show tonight. If you're on Instagram and Twitter, follow your girl at I am Sci. Also, like the Sci Effect Radio Show fan page on Facebook under the Sci Effect. And if you'd like to be a guest on the Sci Effect Radio Show, email me at info at the Sci Effect Radio Show dot com. Until next time, continue to spread peace and love. Mwah.